0: Mastering Life's Adventures begins now. Hi, I'm back. And I'm here to talk about, about a humble heart. A humble heart. And you think about why a humble heart? Why is that so important for a person who's walking a spiritual path? Or so important to the soul, which is the substance of your, your life? So what does that mean to have a humble heart? What does that look like in your world? But the other flip side of it is what is it like and what is the course of action when we move away from having a humble heart? So when I think about humility or the humbleness, worries that come to my mind is modesty and unpretentious and some degree of meekness, but it's more meekness not in just being mealy mouth or, or being quiet, but it's a, a meekness of a quietness that happens, that you can have, still have a lot of strength internally within yourself. And also means that you're doing things out of the kindness of your heart. You heard that same statement, I'm doing things out of the kindness of my heart. And it's a tenderness to the heart. There is a lot of willingness of desire or wanting to serve in some particular way because your heart is open or your heart is gracious in how you give to others. So there's a lot that goes on with a humble heart. And I want to talk about the flip side of what happens because when we understand both those qualities that I mentioned And then talk about the flip side, which are the things that may get in the way of developing your heart to be more humble, more gracious, more kind, modest. And I don't mean modesty in not saying what's on your mind. We can still say what's on our mind. We can still be direct with kindness and not feel like we have to placate to other individuals, when we know that there's something they're saying or something that they're doing, it's not right. And it's not an attunement with those who are walking a spiritual path. Those who are maybe Christian or Buddhist or Sir Astrian or another tradition, a spirituality that they're practicing, but there's certain precepts and concepts that particularly remain the same. And one of those qualities is the humble heart. And we sometimes think about The heart of Christ, for example. We sometimes will think about the Christ, the humbleness of his heart, the degree of how he displayed and showed up in giving forth his Sermon on the Mount, giving forth his sermons on various aspects of living, of life, and key aspects that he told not only his disciples, but all who would listen to him and through parables about how to live a more righteous life. And we'll get into some of that in terms of this quality of the heart of Christ. But let me get back to you a little bit. Let me run back to talking about the flip side. So the flip side, I was thinking about, for not having a humble heart. Then there's like these different Maybe you want to call them stages or phases that we can go through. The we being our heart can go through through life experience that we have. So the first quality that I want to say on that flip side, you know, the not so great side of what happens to life experiences if we're not alert and aware and decide to pivot it and make some changes to maintain of a humble, open gracious heart is the quality of an anxious heart. And that anxiety will manifest as you feel the fluttering in your heart. You're feeling this kind of hyper arousal that's taking place around your heart, or you may feel a sense of constrictedness that's taking place based upon the situation or the person that is in front of you that's creating some tension or stress for you. But what we don't think about is the wear and tear of those types of experiences has on our heart. And through the repetitions of many types of anxieties and frustrations and irritations and constrictions that occur around our heart and to us, we're not realizing it is impacting our soul. It is impacting our soul. So that's one phase or stage, you know, it's that anxious heart that we need to be mindful of. But another stage that we have to be mindful of is what I call the hurt or bruised heart. The hurt or bruised, in some ways, our heart becomes through life experiences, through, for example, being in a relationship which we thought was going to go somewhere and we gave it our all. We gave that person our heart. And it resulted in our feeling as if we were being taken advantage of. And we felt like they weren't accepting or appreciating the unconditional love that we were giving to them. And instead, the other person took advantage of that and took and would lie or cheat or steal in ways that were not in alignment with our beliefs of what we thought needed to take place. It's like being involved in a relationship that you feel as if you're like that washing machine. (laughs) You know, the washing machine, you know, you get the dirt detergent in and you get the water in and it um, goes around and around and around. And that going around and around and around, you thought was going to be good because you're going to come out clean with clean clothes. But instead, there was a glitch. And so you just went around and around and around and it became like a ringer. And that ringer, that experience that you had was the hurt, the pain, the disappointment, the person not showing up when they say they're going to show up, the person promising something and not really delivering on what they promised to you, or the person who made a snide comment in public that hurt your feelings, or the person may have done these little micro types of aggressive acts towards you that you could feel like these little arrows going to you, but the person is oblivious to it. But they're not aware of the fact they're hurting your heart. They're hurting your capacity to feel like you can feel loved by this person. And instead, what you feel is bruised by them. And so, when our heart gets bruised, it gets sensitive to the bruising that's taking place. And we're not realizing the next phase can happen to us, which becomes the insensitive heart. We become insensitive to gestures or acts of kindness, and we just accept it as is. And in fact, what we end up doing is closing down our heart. And in the process of closing down our heart, we become insensitive. And in that insensitiveness, it's as if we can't quite read which direction we should move in. It's as if that insensitivity is also ratcheting up our disconnection from our soul. And we're not realizing it because it may be happening very subtly, or we're very much aware of it, of, of being more insensitive. To what a person is saying to us, or the one saying to us, or because we had a trauma that happened to us, which I think when we have traumas to ourselves, it does impact our heart. And that's where getting professional assistance becomes helpful to be able to resolve the trauma or be able to get clarity around the trauma that has taken place. When we have these qualities of feeling as if we were shut down, that we're no longer going to believe what this person's saying. There may be some truth to that. Then maybe you should not believe that. And that I don't think your heart needs to shut down, but it becomes more aware and more discriminating is what I would use. It gets, it, you become more discriminating about what you can trust and what you cannot trust and what that person is saying to you, especially if you're involved in a relationship with that person. But the insensitivity shuts down the soul just as we're on the pathway of this flip side of when we have an anxious heart. It shuts us down a little bit, our soul connection a little bit. And so when we have the hurt and the bruised heart, it shuts us a little bit further down unknowingly to us. It is shutting us down and our sensitivity and our soul sensitivities of awareness to who we really are and asking ourselves for guidance and direction. So it shuts us down a little bit more. It doesn't shut us off, it shuts us down. So things, some things we're okay with, but when it comes to the more subtle things that a sensitivity can be able to help us be aware of, we're a little bit off. We're not quite sure what to do because we have a part of us that is shut down. And then we have Along the way, we can actually get into what is called hardness of heart. Hardness of heart. And that can manifest as just a callousness. It's a, like a recalcitrance that takes place. No one's going to bother me. No one's going to hurt me. Any so you don't feel anything. Or what you feel is very strong emotions of negativity of anger, of resentment. And you don't necessarily feel the more sensitive qualities of kindness, of consideration, of being aware that there may be a different way of being, a different way of interaction that you can be able to engage in. All you're knowing that you're doing with this hardness of heart is you're protecting yourself. You're protecting your inner self. You're protecting your outer self sometimes as well. So it's kind of like this shell, like a turtle. When a turtle gets I'm scared, it goes into its shell. And when it's fearful, it goes into its shell. That can work, that's what can happen to us figuratively. That it can happen to us that we're shutting down aspects of our inner self that takes us and creates a barrier for us to be in connection to our soul promptings, our soul guidance about what we need to do and how we need to do it. So I just finished talking about these different stages that may happen or these different phases or whatever you want to call them, be it the the anxious heart. The hurt or bruised heart, or the quality that happens with these qualities of insensitivity that takes place around our heart and, and and in our our awareness of our relationships, either at home or at work, we just find that we're getting a little bit, we're getting more detached, you know, from certain events or certain people or circumstances. And then there is the hardness of heart, that callousness, that recalcitrance. That happens. It's just like frozen, like an ice cube. It's frozen, and in, in the, and it's in the in the freezer, and it just stays frozen. And that is a qu- issue. When our heart is frozen, we cannot be in connection with our soul. We actually are not even aware that we even have a soul, or the soul has certain promptings or wants to help in some particular way. It gets us disconnected, not only from our soul, but also from the soul's direction and journey, which is to unite with Christ, to be more Christ-like. You've heard me talk about this in previous episodes. You know, to be more Christ-like in how we interact with people and how we also interact with ourself. So when I think about the quality of how do we overcome the ice cube, how do we overcome these qualities of creating a barrier between us and our soul sensitivities? That's when love is important. That's when The heart of Christ is so important. And we have to reconfigure and be aware of what does it feel like to have a hardness of heart? What does it feel like to be insensitive? What do we notice ourselves doing when we get hurt or bruised and, and having a hurt or bruised heart? What do we notice when there is anxiety or anxiousness in our heart. One of the things we notice, and I, I, I ask you to get your additional thoughts from you as well, is, is that we don't necessarily perceive how to go about doing something. We will perceive it from the ego persona. And the ego persona will perceive things from, if it's fear because of the person harming you someone's so you, you attack back. I know if it's danger in some ways, then you put yourself in, you shut the door on that danger. Maybe it's a better way of saying it. You shut the door on that anger or or that fear, you know, or you may perceive things as if I'm alone, then that's the way it is and I'll get through it. I'll do, you know, do what I need to do. So we get into this nonchalant type of attitude. Or we get into this, I don't care, type of perspective. Or we get into this, it's your fault, you know, that you've done all this. So we get into bitterness. We get into bitterness. And that just puts us further away from our true self, our real self. So this is when the heart of Christ Becomes so important because the heart of Christ, you can look it up, it talks about some wonderful qualities that um, Jesus came to be able to help us see another way of being. It gives us into that, that quality of gentleness and care and compassion and mercy mercy for ourselves mercy for the other individual and it gets us into the quality of forgiveness to help to dissolve that ice cube it gets us into having to think and meditate and reflect on the heart of Christ and the qualities that he bring that I just mentioned and also will add the quality of grace and all those qualities wrapped together helps us to understand the path of love how do we love a situation even though that person hurt us or harmed us in some way even though we didn't get that promotion that we really wanted to have and we thought we were so right for even though a teenage child telling us how much they dislike us you know uh, because of setting down certain discipline of what that you want them to follow, we all have to get into the quality of how do I not react to what these other people are doing around me and get into acting and acting the way I know that the Christ within me and The representative of that Christ through Jesus would do in the situation. How do I move away from the ego persona, which I mentioned? And we'll always look at, well, if you wrong me, then, you know, it's okay for me to wrong you. Also, we'll get into the whole notion of comparison comparing, well, you did this to me, so I can do this to you get into com- competitiveness. So the ego persona takes us outside to live the periphery of ourselves and gets us into living more materialistically because the vibration that occurs with the hardness of heart and any of those other qualities I mentioned to the hardness of heart and insensitivity for example and the hurt and bruised heart and the anxious heart all of those are things that take us literally and put us on the periphery of ourselves, Living in the world and doing what the world does because we don't have that tie. We don't have that momentum of energy, of positivity back to understanding the heart of Christ and acting and embodying and, and, and engaging in qualities, those qualities in our everyday life in our everyday affairs. Now, I'm not saying that you're not seeing things as they are, because some if people are going to hurt or harm you in some way, yes, you do need to protect yourself. That's true. But you don't have to, have to take on their negativity. You do the things that will allow you to protect yourself, that allow you to get distance from the situation that may have occurred to you, that allows you to be able to grieve a loss that may have happened to you, that allows you to be able to reflect on a situation that occurred with you at work that gave, gave you pain or that was hurtful in some ways, but you don't hold on to it. You don't hold on to those things. You go through them, And know that because you're tied into something greater than yourself, your soul substance, the substance of your life, then you're asking your inner self, help me here, guide my way. Let me see what else I need to see in this particular situation. Let me see what is the avenue I need to take that maybe is away from the situation to your greater good. We need to do those things, but we need to do it with the Christ, with our soul and mind and not the ego persona who is always wanting to kind of show who's boss. The ego persona always likes to tell you and give you a piece of your mind, of their mind. (laughs) I say, keep your mind and think about the anger that that situation caused you and what you want to do about that anger so it doesn't block your heart. It doesn't get in the way from you receiving higher guidance and direction about what's the best next step that you need to take or you need to do. So it's the heart of Christ that's marvelous, that we can think about, that we can think and garner those qualities that Jesus came and emulated, that showed us. You know, even the midst of his trials and tribulations, he still held the highest view of people. He still called something out that needed to be called out. That means he was honest and straightforward in his delivery. But he always loved because he knew that the source of all that we are, all the energy that we receive every day comes from God, your Madi, I Am Presence, the Abman Whatever you want to labor, that creator, and that's the ultimate of what it is. is the creator helped us to be able to be more like Christ if we put our attention there. If we don't put our attention to cultivating the heart and the qualities of the heart, then where are we? Where are we? Are we living a mundane existence? Are we so involved in the materialistic pursuits of life? Yes, we do need a house. Yes, we need a car or an apartment. Yes, we do need certain uh, creature comfort types of things. But that is not the all and be all of who we really are in Christ. So the soul needs to be able to feel. The soul needs to be able to know intuitively that it's okay, that we will work on whatever we need to work on and move forward and not be frozen out, not be kind of on the outside, the periphery of self, but in the core and in the depth of who you really are and where you will meet that Christ that is within you and meet it through other individuals, the Christ that is within them. That's why it was Jesus the Christ. He was here to to show the way of being more of what would unite your soul with Christ, with your Creator. So Christ or Jesus was the mediator between the Creator and your soul, and your souls here to express, you know, uniquenesses of who you are, but under the auspices of the Christ, under the auspices of. What Jesus came to represent the qualities of the heart of Christ. The heart is also a chamber that you can go into your inner self and be with and have a visualization of what that wonderful sanctified place within your heart will look like. And it may look like a cathedral that you're in or it may look like a small closet that is wonderfully made, but it's something that is unique and comforting to you that you can just breathe in, breathe out. And when you do that, you go into that quality of heart as Jesus taught and as I am becoming more aware of and the eyes being you that you're becoming more aware of so that as you have a tender heart, a loving heart, a concerned heart, an open heart, you are also cultivating your soul and your soul's growth and your soul's evolution. The quickest way to help to advance your growth and your advancement on the path is through love, loving more, understanding, meditating more, having a sense of what that love feels like like a warmth in your heart. These are all things that you can do because through the heart is the wisdom. Through the heart gives us greater strength and conviction in the things that we want to do in life. And through the heart, we gain greater wisdom because we become in listening grace and follow the promptings of our heart, which is also in attunement with our soul and the intuition that we gather. And it's something to think about, to garner, to be delightful with, to just to think about, well, how do I, when I have these experiences that happen to me, not shut down my heart, but ask God to step in, to guide me. Ask Christ to step in. Ask your soul to rise, to help you to know what you need to do, what you need to say, how you need to be in this situation. And sometimes the best thing that we can be is quiet and reflective and just say I don't have a comment right now let me think about it let me reflect on it let me get back with you if someone's doing something to you that moves you into those qualities of the flip side that you really don't want which is that hurt or bruised heart or that anxious heart and insensitivity or the hardness of heart I just want to say this one last point The heart of Christ is the core of one's being, of your being, of who you are. And that core is not separated from the whole self of who you are, but instead is serving as a unifying focus to the totality of the greatness of who you really are. Mm -hmm. The greatness and the majesty of who you really are. And because you are made in the image and likeness of God, then wouldn't that mean that you have these wonderful qualities? And we just need to begin to think about these things and put our attention to these things because it's so easy to get distracted to what's going on in the world and the challenges in the world. The world will have those things, Those are things you can pray for, certainly for betterment, but also you need to, in the rightful way, as you have a humble heart, you also guard the heart. You guard it and you you cultivate it and you become more attuned and aware of when you're off and when you need to get back on the path to having a humble, gracious, loving kind, graceful heart. Something to think about. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode on Mastering Life's Adventures, being your best self through soul evolution. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today, I would be delighted if you would share this episode with others. Leave a thumbs up and subscribe to my Mastering Life's Adventures podcast look forward to your joining the next episode. Please leave any comments or suggestions you might have below. Bye for now.